All right, let's chat for a little while. Colin Dunlap in today all the way until 2 o'clock. Joining me now on the phone, Allegheny County, Allegheny County excuse me, uh, Council Member at Large, Bethany Hallam joining. Hi, Bethany. How are you? Hi, Colin. I'm great. How are you doing? Wonderful. You know, I got you for my um, Secret Santa, by the way. Still trying to figure out what to get uh, for that gift, I'm, so we're there. I'm uh, sure you can come up with something good. Oh, certainly, lump of coal, all that. Um, all right, l- <laughs> l- let me let me uh, progress with this question first. Be just uh, you know, we can get into the jail and everything that's going on there with the budget and everything. Yeah. As a member, as a, a resident of Allegheny County, can I mm-hmm. ask why it at least appears to me that you spend an inordinate amount of time and energy on initiatives? for those jailed in comparison to initiatives for those like me who aren't incarcerated and not jailed? Is that a fair question? Yeah, I think that's a really fair question, actually. And the reality is I am formally incarcerated. You know, I have told that story from day one of putting myself out there before I was even elected. And that is a unique perspective. We know there is no other formerly incarcerated elected official that serves anyone anywhere in our region and so i do think it's really important that we when we elect folks with lived experiences we count on them to advocate from the perspective of those lived experiences but i think the point that you're missing is how much other stuff not only do i advocate for but that i've accomplished just in my first four years on county council that has nothing to do with the jail right we got a minimum wage increase for for a minimum wage period for all county employees we pass paid sick leave so that every single worker, not just works for the county, but throughout the entire county in all industries, is guaranteed paid sick leave. Uh, we ban fracking in the county parks. Uh, we now have fully funded CCAC for the first time in the county's mm-hmm. history. There's a ton of stuff that I have done in addition to my work on the jail. But, yes, I am most loud about the jail because, in case you haven't noticed, I am the only elected official that is ever talking about the jail. No, I get it. I get it. Now, and it's most loud now again today because the $1 million to be allocated to a fund with the goal of paying inmates in the county jail $10 a day. I ask this. um, You're sort of beating your chest some about the first county jail in the country to pay incarcerated workers. That raises mm-hmm. an eyebrow for me and says, if this is such a great idea, there's one of two things. Either you're a trendsetter or no one else wants to do it. Why isn't it the latter? Uh, I mean, we try to be trendsetters, right? We want to stay ahead of the curve. I think why it's most important here is because in Allegheny County, in Pittsburgh, our history is that we are a labor town. We support union workers. We support adequately compensating people for their labor. We support making sure that workers have fair and safe conditions to work under. That's something that we, and that's all elected officials, and I would think most members of the community are proud of, and we should be, right? It's in our blood. It's in our roots. Again, though, the the crux of the question is, why is no one else doing this if it's such a great idea? So all federal prisons do this, all state prisons do this, and those are folks who are convicted of crimes. The 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery, has mm-hmm. an exception to the abolition of slavery that says, but for punishment of a crime. And so the folks in county jails have not been convicted of crimes. So in a lot of county jails, they are not utilizing incarcerated worker labor. Even in most county jails, they are not using incarcerated worker labor because overwhelmingly in county jails, those folks are awaiting trial. They, under the eyes of the law, are innocent well, until proven guilty. You are right. Have not yet been convicted of a crime. But I think sometimes and so they shouldn't Bethany, be able to work at all. I think sometimes that. Bethany, we forget they're deemed not suitable or safe to release to society as well. Well, that's 
that's not necessarily true, right? There are folks sitting in the Allegheny County Jail right now who have not been, who are not serving a sentence on a detainer because they missed a meeting with a probation officer because they, you know, smoked some weed and failed. Then they a drug shouldn't have test. missed a meeting people- with a probation officer. Uh, why did they miss a meeting? I said then they shouldn't have missed a meeting with a probation officer. At some, have you ever I, missed an appointment before? You didn't get taken to jail. If I missed one where I knew I was going to jail, I sure as hell would be there. But shouldn't our system have more compassion for folks who their car breaks down or their kid gets sick or they get called into work on their day off? Certainly. Should I they can be understand. Victims? I can understand that. I can, I can mm-hmm. absolutely get on board with that. But it seems like this is... A lot of things I hear from you, honestly, and Mm -hmm. this is just me speaking, not as a guy who talks on the radio, but just as a county resident. There seems to be sometimes a lack of responsibility for actions. Sure. Can you give me some examples? Like this. It's always, well, everybody seems to be that you sort of champion a lot of times to me. It seems Mm -hmm. to be a case of a everybody was wronged and it's not simply a case of well that's the price to pay when you do something wrong look i don't think anybody who gets caught smoking a joint on strawberry way should get thrown in jail that's ridiculous it's it's i agree it's totally ridiculous but jail isn't meant to it shouldn't be a dehumanization of people either but bethany I i don't think it's made to be a country club. And where does this end? Because we're going from zero. No one is being paid in any county jail in this country to an arbitrary number of 10 bucks a day. How do we get there? You know? Yeah. So when I originally had been attempting this, because this is an initiative I've been working on for years with jurisdictions all across the country in various cohorts with various organizations who specifically advocate for incarcerated folks. This is something that other jurisdictions want to do. But luckily here in Allegheny County, we have elected folks who also support it. That has always been the barrier in the other jurisdictions I've worked with is they cannot get the votes for it because we are not yet in a place in our society as a whole where people see the humanity of folks who are incarcerated. I've been inside the Allegheny County Jail, not just as an incarcerated person, but also in my capacity as elected official and on the jail oversight board. And I can promise you, it is nowhere near a country club. It has never been anywhere near a country club, but we have the highest death rate of any county jail in Pennsylvania, one of the highest in the country. Our recidivism rate is through the roof. The number of people who die of an overdose in the year after they are released from the Allegheny County Jail is astronomical and higher than almost any other jurisdiction in the country. And so we have problems that are leading the nation in a bad way. And so I do believe that it is our responsibility to try to swing the pendulum to lead the nation in a good way. And this is just one tiny step towards it. And again, these are folks who, if they weren't working these jobs in the jail, because remember, this isn't everybody in the jail. This is only about 225 of the nearly 2,000 people who are incarcerated there at any given time Mm -hmm. who actually have full-time jobs. They're working seven days a week, at least eight hours a day, 365. They don't get holidays. They don't get sick days. They don't get to, you know, PTO to take off for their birthday. They are working real jobs that would be union jobs, $15, $20 an hour jobs to a citizen who would come in and do that. And we are exploiting their labor because for forever, the jail has been allowed to do that. And so we're simply starting a, a practice Stopping a practice that should have never been in place. In now, the first real place. quick, I have to get to a break, but I want you to stay on through the break. Will funds yeah. be immediately extracted from prisoners' accounts for victim restitution if they owe that? 
You know, that is exactly what I wanted to do with this money. I wanted to pay restitution. I wanted them to be able to pay fines and fees like folks in state and federal prisons do. But unfortunately, the second class county code, we're a county of the second class, that's a state law, governs exactly how this money can be can be distributed to them. And what it says is if they have dependents, 75 percent of the money that they earn goes directly to their dependents. So that's to make sure their children can be taken care of while they're incarcerated. If you don't have dependents, they actually get none of this money while they're incarcerated. They would get one third of their income when they're released, one third three months later and one third three more months later. So we are restricted by state law to how we will spend that money and give that to them. All right. If you could stay on hold, I want to talk about these uniforms. Is that all right? Coming up in just a moment. All right. Bethany Hallam, county council member at large. We'll get to her. All right. Back to it with Bethany Hallam, county council uh, member at large. Bethany, the uniforms, right? Half a million bucks. People see this report. I see it too. Again, half a million bucks to change the color of the uniforms from red to a more neutral color that doesn't stigmatize uh, inmates as much. Now, are the uniforms outdated or is this simply just changing them to change the color of them? So the uniforms are outdated. It's the same red that we had even when I was incarcerated back in 2016. Uh, But the reality is that it's more about the culture shift. You know, we talked about all the problems that we've seen in the jail, the millions and millions of dollars of lawsuits that have been settled by the county, paid for with taxpayer dollars because of negligence inside the jail. Uh, the death rate, the, 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 the just many problems that we have inside the jail. We need to change that structure from the top down. We need to support the staff. We need to support the incarcerated individuals. I don't really think anybody disputes the fact of all the problems that are in the jail. And so the culture is a big part of it. We've been conducting exit interviews with people who work in the jail. I talk to folks who are incarcerated and folks who are formerly incarcerated mm-hmm. daily. And the DOJ actually has said oh, I've read that. it. I've read it about the neutral colors and the different shades. Exactly. I so read that. Again, now, this now, isn't something that we're leading the nation in. This is a this is something that is this is the industry standard in all jails and in most jails and prisons throughout the country. We're simply catching ourselves up because right. we're way behind. Let me ask you this, to be frank, because if you're mm-hmm. and I applaud that you and I disagree on virtually everything in life. But I applaud the hell out of you that you face the music, okay? Just so you know mm-hmm. that. There's a there's a innumerable that. amount of respect I have for you that you come on this air, okay? Because other people won't. That said, shoot it straight to me here. Have you really ever talked to someone who was released and they said, you know, the jail would be a better place or I would have a better, uh, I'd have a better mindset if my uniform wasn't red in there? Come on, Beth. Yeah, I actually have. And there are actually many studies that also show. No, forget studies. I'm talking, you you say you talk to people. Forget the studies. I Mm want to hear, have you talked to one person? You say you talk to all these inmates, and I don't discount that. Dozens. Mm -hmm. Has one person ever said to you, "If if my jumpsuit was powder blue, baby blue, it'd feel better than my jumpsuit being red? Absolutely. I've talked to dozens of folks who have specifically said that that red color triggers a trauma response, that even after they get released from jail, they never wear red again. I have talked to folks who have said that it just angers them to have to put those reds on because of what it symbolizes to them. I have personally talked to dozens of people who have said that even folks who have literally just walked out the door on the jail when we are tabling outside the jail and providing resources for those folks who have said, I'm so glad to be out of those reds. Well, what if the jumpsuit was light blue? Wouldn't they say the same thing when they walked out and saw somebody wearing light blue? 
Yeah, so I'm not, you know, a color expert, but fortunately there are many color experts out there who study this specifically. And the color red gives has physiological reactions in folks. It lower it raises their heart rate, raises their blood pressure, it increases anxiety, it causes aggression, which is one of the number one things we are trying to eliminate inside the jail, especially for our incarcerated population. It has scientifically proven results when you get folks out of the red because it's not just the uniforms it's also paint on the walls you'll notice that's why there's grays and whites on the wall inside the jail in other jails and prisons throughout the country because it is proven that that color does elicit a response and also i think it's important if you go to visit somebody in the jail you are not allowed to wear a solid color red because it is a gang color it's a gang affiliation and so there also is that undertone as well that folks from rival gangs we're all wearing the same color now, and that has elicited problems amongst incarcerated folks as well that they have brought to my attention. All right, got, a, got about a minute left, and I had my very good friend. He's a defense attorney, Casey White. He was on yesterday. I don't know if you know him mm -hmm. or not, but he, he's a— I know of him. I respect him very much. A yeah. great friend of mine, and he said, listen, mm -hmm. we got to reopen Schumann like now because maybe some of these young kids— they just need to know, even if it's the intake process, where they have to have that, not just the 12 beds at the county jail, they have to have that place as, as juveniles to go to if something bad happens, and perhaps that will rehabilitate them now. Opening Schumann and reopening Schumann, does it solve a lot of our problems, do you think, in the county? So I do think that a lot of our problems could be better addressed in other ways, but I also, and I do think that we should aim for a world in which there is no Schumann. But today, I absolutely think that there needs to be somewhere because we do not have the supports for these kids that we could eventually have that would keep them out of getting in any trouble in the first place or ending up in Schumann in the first place. It is a fact that Schumann should have never been shut down, but in its current state, when it was shut down, it had to be because for years, the county neglected to address the problems within Schumann. The abuse, the violence, the lack of accountability for all of the issues in there, that's why Schumann got shut down because the county gave up on it because it was their plan all along to attempt to privatize it. And that is what we are standing against on county council, not saying Schumann shouldn't be open right now, but that it can never be for profit. All right, Bethany Hallam. See, we could talk civilly, right, and not just throw darts at each other on social media, Bethany. Yeah, man, you, hey, hey, somebody's throwing darts, and someone's over here receiving them and responding. So anytime you want to talk, you don't need to at me on Twitter. You can just call me, and we can have a conversation. I'd love that. Bethany Hallam, county council person uh, at large. Thank you for the conversation. We'll chat again. Thanks, Colin.